This is Allison Lee, and you are listening to CraftCast. And on today's show, I'll be talking with metal clay artist Gordon Uehara, as well as I have lots of things to share with you, books and websites. So let's get started. Show number 171. Starting the day again, oh yeah. Letting the sun shine in, uh-oh. I'm gonna dig within myself, uh-oh. Life may be never what you think, but I think I'll just go with it and create something new. Well, hello, everyone. Oh, yes, welcome back. Another week here from the CraftCast studio. It's me, Allison Lee, sharing with you all the crafty, crazy, techy things that can happen here <laughs> that are always a lot of fun uh, and building with the community, all of you. Uh, first off, first off, oh, yes, people have emailed me about my uh, run-in with a skunk, Pepe Le Pew. The smell is still on my dog, yes. That's a yes. You can check that box. Uh, and my ribs that got injured going into the tree after the skunk, yada, yada, yada. They're slowly getting better is all I can say. It's a slow process. Mm-hmm. The purple marks are finally, finally fading into the sunset, literally. Uh, so that's good. And getting ready for Easter and Passover, big weekend. And me, who doesn't go into the kitchen much, I'm having family come, and it's all exciting. My son should be back from um, filming in um, Vancouver. Uh, and, you know, you know how overwhelming it can be, and you really want to do some craft projects. And I'm thinking, I really want to dye some eggs. So this is how far I've gotten. See if you can relate. Uh, I haven't taken advantage of the Michaels slash AC Moore coupon for quite some time. I used to be addicted. But I saw it in this Sunday's paper and it was 50% off any regular price item and I don't know, 20% off a whole purchase, the different times even, you have to go at the right time. So I decided that just got my attention. 50% off, I'm going to look around and find something just for fun. So what did I find? But I don't want to call it glitter. It is sort of like glitter, but a big tub of I want to call it like white fairy dust, you know, just fabulousness <laughs> for someone like myself who enjoys the sparkle. And I thought I could even just put that on white eggs and it would look wonderful. So I've gotten as far as I have the sparkle. I don't have the eggs, just saying. <laughs> Must find the eggs. Uh, but I'm thinking I might be able to pull this off. And I think just even solid blue or just the white could look really pretty. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm thinking, want to do that. Uh, have to cook the food as well. So luckily, my sister-in-law is going to help there. And um, there's a lot of sharing of the duties involved in this these two holidays. So that's nice, not overwhelming. So, uh, But it's I did get the front of the garden planted. Oh my gosh, the front of my fence looks so darn cute. Can't stand it. So many cute um, grape hyacinth, um, the yellow, the primroses coming up and then I put in another yellow perennial got to go with the perennials uh that just looks 
really pretty. I'm pleased. So that's been going along. Uh, but I do have some other things to share with you. Uh, here's a book that's sort of perfect for this time. It's called, um, I have to look at the books when I'm talking about them. Nora, no, sorry, Nani Flowers, N-O-N-I. I'll have all the links on the craftcast.com site. Uh, and it's Nani Flowers, 40 Exquisite Knitted Flowers. Uh, and they're felted and knitted, you know, felting by, you put the yarns, um, there's a bunch of ways to do it, but you can do it easy by just throwing it in your uh, washing machine. And they're mighty pretty. They're mighty pretty. See if I was really going to pull something off for a setting at the table. Um, these, I'm looking at the pansy felted flowers right now. The photographs in this book, it's very inspiring. So the patterns are in there, how to knit them and then how to felt them. And meadow foam, beautiful. Oh, if you're doing a table for something, a special shower or, you know, one of those occasions you really want to go to town with everything crafty, I recommend you check out this book. I'm looking at the gardenias. I mean, it's all it, really beautiful ideas, beautiful flowers with all the patterns. Nani Flowers by Nora J. Bellows. Check that one out. I'll have the link on the site. Um, also, I got in the mail. Uh, if you didn't listen to, make sure you listen to, is it like two weeks ago's um, recording where I talked to Stuart Kestenbaum from Haystack in Maine, the place where you go and take classes and stay up there and just study craft for as many weeks as you can afford during the summer. Uh, and uh, Tim McCrite, who publishes the book, sent me some of these to look at. Oh, yes, it's a treat. One of them is called Vision and Legacy, Celebrating the Architecture of Haystack. Let me tell you why it's a treat. If you're a fellow artist and you like to daydream about places you like to go like Haystack and take some classes... The book has the perfect kind of photographs. You just want to sit down with a cup of something and enjoy, as well as different essays and information. And, oh, it's one of those curl-up relaxing books, which I love. Just saying, I love. Uh, and also, there's another one called A View From Here by Stuart himself. Uh, at that first one, Vision and Legacy, I believe it's a group effort. Uh, but this one is The View From Here by Stuart Kestenbaum, Craft Community and the Creative Process, a small little perfect-to-hold paperback, which I love if I'm not using my iPad. Uh, and it's just his essays, not just, it's his essays. And again, I just love these kind of books. What can I tell you? I just like to jump into someone else's life and experience in the art and community of artists and um, enjoyable. So I recommend both those plus Nani Flowers. So there you go. Some new books. Uh, and oh, so here's something else. So <laughs> last week's class live online was with my dear friend, Mr. Patrick Cusick, and he taught us all how to do metal clay rings with resin. I call them alluring resin cabochons. I'm just friggin' in love with resin. You know, it's plastic and I love it. Now, he showed us how to do these great colors with it that you can count on the color every time. You have to get the, you have to get the video, buy his video if you want to um, see what he did. So, okay, so it's, I'm hosting the class with him. This is how I know I'm making my own favorite, <laughs> my best customer. <laughs> At the end of the class, what did I do? Ran to the internet while well, I was already there, Amazon.com, and bought the resin he used. He uses Lisa... Uh, Pavelka's resin, which is, you don't have to mix the AB. And then you use um, a UV light, the kind that they use in nail salons, if only I did have nails like that, which I don't. 
Um, but that's what they use. You know, it sort of glows and they stick their hands in there. Gel nails. And so I bought both things because I just really want to try it. I'm loving the resin. I'm planning on working on some belt buckles, just saying. So if you've had any ideas or thoughts about wanting to do a fun new um, craft, like why not? We need to all learn it all. Come on. Uh, resin is really fun. It really is. You can embed things and color it. And then, um, I don't know. I'm just sort of in love with it. So I bought that, just saying. <laughs> oh, yes. What can I tell you? I just love making stuff, playing around. Um, I also wanted to tell you, if you don't know, I bet so many already you do know, Pinterest.com. Pin, P-I-N, Terrest, like your interest, but it's your Pinterest.com. The um, online scrapbooking site. You know, all of us are on there posting things that we love to look at for inspirations. You can you can find me there, Craftcast, um, and follow my boards. I post all kinds of things in different categories. Great ideas for parties, great ideas for flowers, just beautiful visuals that, you know, I'm the kind of artist that that's how I get inspired is by uh, looking at different visuals. And it could be, I might be working in metal, but I'll get inspired by some cupcake colors or some architecture or a draw, uh, an, something in nature, a texture. So it's, if you're that kind of person, you're going to love it. You're going to get hooked. You're going to be upset. I told you about it. So there you go. Pinterest.com. You can find me over there. Everywhere on the internet, you can find moi and Craftcast. <laughs> What can I tell you? All right. So let me tell you about today's guest. Today's guest, I've seen his work um, for a long time. It's beautiful. He's another one of those fiends. You know, they just make gorgeous stuff. Beautiful jewelry, beautiful objets. Uh, his name is Gordon Uahara. I'm working on saying it. He says it good. I try my best. Uahara from Hawaii. And metal clay expert. So I talked to him all about art and, you know, he's a laid back, chill guy. Come on. He lives in Hawaii. So it was great to sort of pick up on his vibes. I hope you enjoy that. Uh, and then um, before though, we go to Gordon, I have a piece of music by, I like this person a lot, Laura Stevenson. I don't know if I've played her before or not. I like her work. Um, she's going to sing a song for us called A Shine to It. You know, me and shiny. So there you go. So enjoy Laura Stevenson. Uh, Stevenson? Yes, Stevenson. Laura Stevenson. And then come on back and I'll be chit-chatting with Mr. Gordon Wahara. One, two, one, two, three, four. Thank you. 
everyone, I know a lot of you have wanted to um, hear my next guest speak about some of his passions. So I'm very excited today to have on Gordon Uehara. I'm learning how to say his name correctly. Um, Gordon is a medical artist. He's an author. He's been born and raised in Hawaii, which of course sounds wonderful. Uh, and he started his uh, life getting a Bachelor of Science degree, but he has ended up in becoming one of uh, the gurus that we all want to follow in the metal clay world. I'm very excited to be able to talk today to Gordon. Welcome, Gordon, to CraftCast. Uh, thank you. Thanks and, for having me. My pleasure. And I love talking to someone uh, from Hawaii. I can sort of hear and feel the ocean breeze as we speak. <laughs> Right. In my mind, it helps. So fill us in. Now, how did you get started in all this? Sometimes I'm going to be sneaky right off the bat and say, someone usually usually has something happen when they're like eight years old that they never forget. But then life goes on in other paths, and then it switches and turns. So how did your path get you to where you are? Um, I, I've always been interested in art. My father was interested in art, and uh, my sister is a fine artist. And um, I, I've always like to draw so that's oh, okay. my art background but you went um, off to school though for science right i never pursued it i was uh, encouraged not to pursue it <laughs> oh really how come um i guess because it's, art. it's the typical story where it's not practical right to right, follow right. art right um uh, how i got into metal clay though was uh i was uh after 13 years of working with computers i was fairly sick of it so I decided to quit my job uh, one early morning and I was just wanted to pursue art so I was looking at different things and I was trying different things and one of the things I decided to try was uh, metal clay or silver clay because I saw it in a, a little blurb on the back of a local newspaper 
someone said, and, oh, come to this class or something? Um, they were just talking about the silver clay, and it sounded really interesting. And they had a number to call, and it was at a craft store. So I went and took my first class at the, at the bead store, actually. I love how people find stuff like this. But first, so you literally, one morning, you just went to your job and said, I'm done and quit? Uh, yeah, I was totally fed up, and I was reading all this uh, Joseph Campbell "Follow Your Bliss" okay. thing, and okay. I was reading Barbara share uh-huh. about uh, you know uh, finding out why you do things or what is your motivation for doing things. Right. And then I woke up at two o'clock in the morning and said, oh, well, "How with this? I'm going to quit." So I just wrote a uh, wrote a public uh, <laughs> resignation letter, and I just sent it off. I love it. And how did you feel after you did that? Uh, it was very in, uh, freeing, I think uh, is the right word. I was, you know, I'm scared, but uh, right. also it's, it's kind of empowering to just do things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So now how long then between doing that did you then say, okay, now I'm, I'm on my quest to find what medium I'm going to play in? Uh, it was a couple of months before I discovered metal clay. Right. So you went into this bead shop, and did you say, okay, this looks good to me? <laughs> this is home now? Um, no. I actually, it was uh, one of several classes I took. Actually, I took, oh, I did wire wrapping and, you know, basic beading mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, I mean, it was okay, but it didn't really click. Um, when I took the metal clay class, I wasn't good at it. And I I, I didn't even feel comfortable with it at all. But um there was something where I had to figure out how to make it work better. And then pretty soon I was just like totally obsessed with trying to make it work. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but, and I, and I didn't have any money. So, so it's running out of money and, but I spent all my time trying to figure it out. So it's kind of crazy. I love that when people get obsessed about something, I always wonder what's behind it. I mean, I, I totally, I think it's a passion. Something is talking to you somewhere inside of you at that point. Yes, yeah. And we're hoping that it ends in a good way when we get that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, all right, so you start making things, and then what happens? Uh, start making them a little bit better and better, and then um, share it with everybody, and uh, they seem to think I'm on to something. And, um, that's pretty the, cool. Uh, Sally, who I took the class from, uh, decided she didn't want to teach anymore, so uh, um, they asked me if I wanted to teach there, and I said, oh, well, you know, I, didn't, I never taught before, so I thought, oh, this is a good thing for me to try to teach, so right. um, that's how I got started teaching. Now, do you remember the first piece you made that you said wasn't very good? Uh, I don't remember the first piece, but I remember it close to the first piece, and I I think I have a picture somewhere. Oh, really? If I can dig it up, but it... Yeah, it is horrible. It looks like a little uh, palm tree. Oh, well, that's not too bad. My my first pieces, I always call them a little pile of poop. They just look like nothing, just a little blob. <laughs> so you can at least so, recognize it. Well, I, I wasn't a making tree. a palm tree, though. It was, uh, I was making a little bug thing, I think. It looks like a palm tree, though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it got creative. So, yeah. all right, so now, so now you start teaching, which is, again, an interesting sort of segue now. And did you enjoy the teaching part? Uh, I was really scared to do it. And, I, and of course, that comes across. So um, I can't say I enjoyed it uh, at the beginning. It was a very kind of nerve-wracking. Oh, really? 
Yeah. What, what was the scary part? Uh, or the nerve-wracking just, part? Just new ground to me and um, that I didn't know enough. Yeah. I think it was, it was a so, typical typical thing for anybody starting to teach. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there wasn't that much. I mean, how long ago did you start working in the medium? Well, it's almost ten years now. So there wasn't much known yet. I mean, you were one of the people starting out, and you know. Well, in Hawaii, uh, uh, there's just not a lot of people doing it, and I was working in a kind of in my own vacuum so right okay yeah so there was actually more that I could have known um, and a lot of things I was figuring out by myself that even though it was same like everybody else was doing I didn't know that they were doing it because right. I was okay. and I'm in Hawaii and they were kind of ahead in on the mainland right 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 is it popular in Hawaii in the islands to be doing craft and work like this is it catching on there as well um, it's there's uh, the craft movement is to me is not that strong here. I, I don't know why, but hmm. um, and, but there are people doing crafts, but it's just to me seems like uh, uh, the le- the level is um, of intensity seems to be a little bit lower here. Maybe we're just too relaxed. I was going to say, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I wouldn't say uh, intensity. But there's is the like right uh, there's more like a bigger there's a bigger crowd doing polymer clay. But oh, even that is okay. yeah. But even that is still you know not like the mainland. Right, right, right. But there, it's still out there with people. There's the need to make things is still there. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So now explain to people who are not familiar your work how your environment um, influences your style. How would you describe your style? Um, well, my environment, I, I don't know. I think it's kind of more subtle. I mean, I don't think it's, people say they see it in my work, but I, I don't know if, I, I, it's not real conscious to me. It's not. Oh, I was going to say you can. No. Uh, it's, it's not, but I think we take it for granted here about being in, in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I look at your work and I think it has a lot of feeling of the shapes and uh, flow of looking like beach and, and critters in the ocean and all of that um, de- definitely shows up. Um, well, I do like nature, so I, I guess that's probably it. Um, I like science fiction, so I get a lot of oh, okay. fiction, so you may see some of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, But... Uh, more or I don't know if it's you can tell right away but I also I mean it's just I'm influenced by a lot of uh, music also hmm, okay a lot of my uh, idols are music people so like who who's some of your idols oh just uh, I like yes and uh, you know the classic rock guys and but I also oh. like uh, I like uh, um, guitar instrumental people like Satriani and Vi. Did you say the group Yes? Yes. That's what, that's what I thought. I was thinking like, I remember, all of a sudden I had a flashback. It was a little scary there. <laughs> I, remember yeah. that, I remember that album, Fragile. Oh, well, very good. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> there you well, go. that was very, um, at, their, at that time, it was definitely creative music because that was when synthesizers were just being brought in and it had a whole nother level a whole nother uh, yeah, it's, texture it's to art, music. Art, art rock. So. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. So are you the kind of person, do you play loud rock like that while you're creating and working on something? Uh, I play music, and I think it helps, but I don't, I don't have to play it loudly. You don't? Okay. <laughs> no. That's right. I forgot. Hawaii, we're relaxed. We're not in New York City. Well, some people play loud music. <laughs> Yeah, no, and some people, you know, sometimes you need nothing. Do you ever sometimes just want total quiet? Um, you know, even when it's quiet, I have something in my plane in my head. Right. It's, it's really weird. <laughs> no, I understand. Sometimes you can't turn your head down, and it's a problem. <laughs> right. I usually have some tune in my head yeah. all the time. I like that. I understand totally what you mean. Well, would you rather be spending your time making or teaching? Uh, well, to be truthful, I'm first an artist, so I'd rather be making almost. Okay. I prefer that be, uh, before anything else. And are you the kind of artist, like, how often are you working in the studio? Do you get up every day? Do you have a routine, you know, the creative routine? I do not have a routine. I find that... Um, the necessities of life get in the way of <laughs> any routine I try to have. Um, my mother is, uh, well, she can get around, but she needs help a lot of times. So, uh, I, yeah, I have to uh, make sure she's taken care of. And, uh, oh, you're I, a good guy. Uh, try to be. And um, my yard is, uh, is in shambles right now. So <laughs> I have to, I'm kind of like, Trying to take some time off and trying to get the home home base in order. Of course. Uh, why first. is it in shambles? Was it weather related? Uh, well, uh, it was a hard transition um, uh, since my mom used to take care of the oh, yard. Oh, I see. Okay. And uh, when she became less mobile, it. Uh, it's your turn. It, it was. I was really uh, not ready to take on the responsibility of home home ownership. Uh-oh. So. Yeah. Um, now I'm trying to take on more responsibilities and have a good attitude about it. Oh, good. It's mm-hmm. good. That's what we have to do. And you know what? You'll probably like gardening. Uh, what Maybe. I find good about digging in the dirt is it really lets, uh, gives you time to think about stuff. Right? And mm-hmm. you can sort of arrange it. I think it's very good therapy. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to look at when it's all done. Yeah, when it's all done. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Especially when it's all done. Well, now, do you work in, um, for people who are not familiar with the metal clays, why don't you tell them about all the different ways you can get it and maybe which ones you like to work in and why? All the different ways you can get it? Meaning that we know the different metals, that there's silver, copper. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, um, in addition to fine silver, there's now a sterling Oh, right. Silver and there's a there's a coin silver version, and there's a bunch of base metals and uh, they are copper, bronze, white bronze. Um, oh, I didn't even know about all these. What's coin silver version, Gordon? Coin silver is the PMC Pro, which is ten oh. percent copper. And, and it's called cent- coin silver because it was that's what coins were made out of, or something. Uh, yeah, coin silver, uh, I could be wrong, but I, I think coin silver was typically about 10% copper and the rest yeah. silver. Okay. And it was um, because it was more durable that way. Um, right. Yeah, and since then they came out with a sterling, which is uh, 7.5% copper. And they have uh, a whole 
a bunch of brands of bronze uh, and some fast fire bronze. Uh, and what's in op- bronze? Can you explain to me what the frig bronze are? The only way I know about bronze well, is making baby shoes. <laughs> bronze is uh, copper, and I say uh, like the the metal meta adventures bronze is uh, eighty nine percent copper and eleven percent uh, tin. So bronze is made up of those two elements, copper and tin. There's there, there's a lot of varieties, I, I believe, and okay. uh, but that's what that one is, yeah. Okay. Uh, brass is uh, with zinc instead of tin. Okay, so that one is copper and zinc. Did I get that right? Yes, and okay. actually there is a brass clay, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think I've uh, that too. Hadar makes some um, steel clay. <laughs> Uh, steel a, clay. Yeah. What's and in I haven't, steel? Uh, you're gonna have to ask her about that. All right, one. I'll ask her. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't try that one yet. I just <clears> love <throat> all these metals and what makes them up, and which ones are pure and which ones are, you know, combined of a few different things, and then, you know, it yeah, obviously I, changes their strength and their color and all that stuff. Right. And um, recently, I've been doing the copper and the bronze thing because I've, I've. I find that I'm liking that color combination. I think they're beautiful. I know that so many of us, so many people have switched to copper just because it's cheaper now to work with with the price of silver. But I think copper's finally getting its time in the in the light, in the sun, because it's so beautiful. It's Yeah, it's very rich. So yeah. I like that. And is that an easy substance to work with? It's not as easy as the fine silver product. Because, um, because you have to worry about the oxidation um, during heating. Um, in the presence of uh, air or oxygen, the copper would, and under heat, the copper would turn black. Right. Um, so we didn't have to worry about that um, when we were doing the fine silver. Right. Uh, but with the base metals, um, uh, the oxidation will interfere with the sintering, so um, we have to uh, fire it in uh, carbon granules. All that scientific stuff to make it come out good. Yeah. But now, let me ask you something. When you start, are you the kind of artist, because you said you, you draw, so do you draw your pieces out first? Because so, so many of your things look like nature, they're realistic, or, and they're complicated. Are you someone that starts with drawing and then says, okay, that's it, and now I make it? Or do you? Uh, typically, or most of the time, maybe about 98% of the time, I will start with a sketch. You will. And does it look yes. like the sketch when you're finished? Usually, it's fairly close. I may uh-huh. take a, you know, I may go off on a different tangent a little bit, but usually it's fairly close. Yeah. I, I sort uh, of the, was going to guess yeah, that about you. <laughs> the, the reason um, it was turn out pretty close to the sketches because they'll sketch it several times and usually what you're working out is the proportions yes and the balance so um you don't you don't want to stray too much because then uh, you might work it out right you you lose what you were trying to work out in the first place right and are you someone who uses still pencil to paper or are you doing everything with your iphone and taking pictures and and creating and capturing things that way um i don't capture i mean i take pictures and stuff but it's not um usually it's not 
to develop anything directly from it's yeah more more the sketching is where the pieces come from directly yes exactly i sort of thought so you probably spend do you spend then um the majority of your time sketching it out before you go to the table and start working um i like to sketch so usually the sketches come from yeah if i have to do if i'm thinking about a piece i'll sketch it uh, but a lot of times if I have to go somewhere and where I do a lot of waiting, I'll take my sketchbook right, and right. start sketching there, yeah. So wait, that's enough to get you motivated then? Or do you need to go, like, what, when, do you ever get in that place called, I can't think of anything, and then you have to go, like, replenish the well of creativity? Do you have something you go do at that point? Not too often, but um, usually if I feel like I'm stuck, I'll do something totally different, like I'll start cleaning or something like that. Because I, I think, uh, well, some of the artists I, do that. Some of the artists do that as soon as they're stuck. They're like, "Time to clean the studio." Yeah, because uh, the place looks like a mess. I don't know if, if everybody's like that, but when you're working on something, yeah, you, you're not. You know, you don't want to stop to clean, so no. you, you just keep going, and and uh, everything gets left out, and you got to put it away. That's right. So, yeah. So I think uh, a lot of the clutter really, after a while, it, it kind of suppresses you. So I think it's good to take a break and do something totally different. I love that. I just did it yesterday myself. It was time. Get it all yeah. cleaned up, put it all put away so you have a clean surface to create it. Right, right. It's very good. Now, what about mm-hmm. color palettes? Are you, because I've found talking to different people around the world, they're very influenced by where they live for the color palette they end up using. Mm-hmm. It um, must affect you in Hawaii, I would think. Well, I like colors a lot, except I'm. That's not my focus. But uh, when I was doing my, I was uh, doing some enameling classes. Um, my teacher's from Japan, mm-hmm. and then she she told me to stop using Hawaii colors. <laughs> oh, see, and what are Hawaii colors? So I know. I don't know. I must have been the greens and the Bright and paint. the yellows and the contrasting with the greens. So that'd be like the reds and the blues and. I love uh, Hawaii orange. colors. It's like a Hawaiian um, shirt. I like uh, the complementary colors. I mean, um, but uh, I guess maybe she thought they were too Hawaii or something. That's sort of funny though. But don't you find that when you go travel someplace, or at least I do, then you get attracted to what the colors are in that region. And sort of want to be part of it because it's different, you know. Like I know when I went to New Mexico for the first time, everyone mm. wore huge, big pieces of turquoise. I had to get uh, some. And then when I uh, came back east, I looked like a freak wearing it here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it's sort of, I, I would think know. Hawaii I'm, would have the same thing. I'm one of those people that notices a lot of color, texture, and shape. So it's... Um, I don't know. It's just it's a design element that I yes. just look at. Right. So I you're I big yeah. on texturing in your work, then, in other words. Uh, right now, I'm actually what I really want to focus on is uh, shape first, and then texture. And um, that's probably why I don't do too much color. I'm not spending too much time on other color stuff like enameling and however else you can color your right. stuff. Because you want to work on sh- on shape right now. Yeah, that's what I'm focusing on. Is there a time period that you are drawn to historically that you are following that sort of feeling in shape? Oh, um, 
No, it's not a time period. It's more, um, I think it's more adopting uh, nature or getting influence from uh, nature shapes. Oh, so playing more with the organic shapes you're finding. Mm -hmm. Like what's the thing that, what has your head spinning right now that you're sketching about? Oh, uh, well, it could be anything, but um, you know that book, Nature Forms? Yes. Um, wait, yeah. wait, which one is that? I don't, his name is uh, Heckles or something like that. It's a, it's a classic. It's a Dover, classic Dover book okay. that everybody, okay. everybody has. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, 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 Nature Forms or something like that. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's all uh, line drawings and sketches, but they're very complicated. Um, and um, are you? Are we having a jet? <laughs> yes. Did you hear that? You, you're the one that was saying that you might have it, but I'm having it here, which is no. I think it's a helicopter. Who knows? Maybe they're coming. Oh to yeah, I live away. close to an airport, so I'm surprised. It's I don't. From your side. So it's funny that it came over here. Um, uh, anyway, that the book has a lot of uh, fascinating shapes, and there's some people, there's some artists. I I don't remember their name. I think they, one works in resin, and one one works in polymers, um, but they do. Uh, I think they're called plankton plankton art, hmm. or something that like up. that. And uh, if you do a search, you probably find them. But um, they have really interesting nature forms. Yeah. Well, I I familiar i mean especially when you get into looking through like a microscope for nature forms it's crazy so yeah, it's yeah, a whole right. other world to yeah start. yeah if you look at pollen and stuff like yeah, that yeah, I mean, you get the idea you keep going it gets very very inspirational that way well mm -hmm. that's sort of cool so that's so you're working on shapes right now i love that and you're working in the copper for the shapes um yeah copper and the bronze Yes, they're all very, very attractive. So, what else do you do for for what else do you do in fun? Tell us something in Hawaii that is your passion that you like to do there when you're not working in the studio. Oh, I don't know. I don't have fun. <laughs> I don't believe that. Are you? Do you go to the beach often? Are you a? Um... Uh, I don't go as often as I should, and I I think I need to go for just to get to revitalized. But yeah, um, yeah, it feels really good to go into the ocean and. Uh, it's uh, it's very uh, refreshing. Will make me feel really jealous. What is the average temperature like yearly that you live in? Average is probably about uh, high seventies oh. to low eighties. Oh, year round. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty lovely for year round. Um, yeah, yeah. It gets kind of a little bit too hot during the summer, though. It but, does. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I, I guess I shouldn't complain. No, don't. Usually when someone says to me, oh, it gets a little chilly at night, it goes down to like 58. I'm like, oh, shut up. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it, it rarely gets into the 50s once in a while. And we get, because we're all spoiled and we're climate wimps, we get we start complaining when it gets into the 60s. I know. I've heard some of you <laughs> complain like that. And it's time for you to get real and come east for a while, even though we're very lucky this year. We had this crazy weather, so we only had snow once. It's all still very weird. So I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Yeah. Weird weather. It is, which is it's very enjoyable and yet weird. Yes, is all yep. I can say. Well, let's just talk briefly because I don't want to forget to mention your book, and it is new, correct? Your metal clay fusion book. Yeah, it came out uh, earlier this month. That's what I thought. Okay, and it's beautiful. It's a 
a lovely, I love books where I can look through and get inspired plus how-to information. I highly recommend it to everyone who wants to get involved with some clays. I'm going to tell you right away what my favorite project already is, which is the belt buckle. I've been dying to get involved in making some Oh, really? Buckles. Yes. <laughs> Just tell me right up front, is it really hard? It's not really hard except um, you have to look at your belt buckles because I'm not a belt buckle expert. I'm... Um, but I thought it was a good project to present. and um, I love it, and it's simple. I was looking at your closures. I thought this, this to me, it's something. I think it's because belt buckles are just a little like a canvas for artwork. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a good I- idea to do, even though I'm, I'm not a belt, belt buckle person. Yeah. person. Yeah. Um, uh, the hardest part was uh, bending the 10-gauge wire. Oh, so that could be hard, yeah. You can, you can maybe go one gauge less and uh, it'd be a little bit easier well it um, inspired so, me to want to give it a try i think it's beautiful i love it. yeah idea. sure it's really 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 lovely oh thank you um and did you have fun doing the book or were you under the deadline pressure that everyone is uh it was a challenge a because stressful. uh yeah um i was teaching a lot well for me it was a lot and uh um you know, it was it's hard to balance everything. Yes. And, and to come back and then write. And so I think I missed a few deadlines. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to balance things. Even living in Hawaii where it's all paradise, it's still hard to balance it all, right? Yeah, there's always responsibilities. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. What can I tell you? Well, I've loved chatting with you. I love your book. I'm going to tell everyone again that title again is Metal Clay Fusion by Gordon K. Let me say it exactly right. Uehara. How'd I do? Um, Pretty close. You say it. Uh, Uehara. Uehara. I love how it sounds. I have to practice it a little bit more. Or I just say it like New York and just say it, you know. Let's see. How would we say it in New York? Uehara. Gordon Ihara. <laughs> yeah. It's a little different slang to it. You gotta it, have so. the attitude, right? That's right. You gotta have a little attitude and you just gotta do it that way. So there you go. Regardless of how you say it, it's a beautiful book and it's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you for coming on from Paradise Island of Hawaii and sharing with us some of your um, background in um, metal clay. Oh, thank you for having me. It's my a lot pleasure. of fun. Okay, good. Well, I hope you enjoyed my talk with Gordon. I love his Hawaiian vibe, <laughs> which I didn't say this to him, but New York City girl vibe meets Hawaiian boy vibe. It makes me slow down as much as I can. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so much fun to talk to him. And listen, if you have the CraftCast app, make sure you listen to the bonus question because he shares his favorite can't live without tool in the metal clay world worth the price of the app. Go buy it so you get the bonus. Uh, you can go to the app store for your iPhone or you can also go to, there's one available for droids, wherever you go to buy your droid app. So um, so bonus people listening on the app, don't miss that. Oh yes, love those little goodies there. So thank you to Gordon. Oh, and I also want to make sure, um, just to mention one other time, his book, which is gorgeous. I have it right here in front of me. Let me read it right off the top. Metal Clay Fusion by Gordon K. Uarhara. Uh, beautiful book. Definitely one of the ones you want to have in your library. So enjoy that. Which brings me to the ET, the entertaining thought section of the show, uh, which always is, you know, something I'm well aware of or I hear everyone talking about in classes or I get the emails. And um, it's just always 
as they say, up in the space of things happening. So, and what is that? I'm going to tell you what that is. It's about fear. A lot of people um, starting out in business, and I and I mostly talk to women, so I will, it's both, but that's a part of it. Um, first thing that gets in their way is not necessarily um, uh, that they don't know how or money or all that. It's really fear. Fear is the first thing. So I just want to talk about that. Um, one of the things about fear is I don't think it goes away. People think, you know, oh, when you learn something, the fear goes away. I don't think the fear goes away. And I think it's a good thing. I think fear has some very positive elements to it. It has an adrenaline and all of that. Um, it gets you to respond quickly to things when you're afraid and all of that. But you don't want it to get in the way of stomping your dreams flat like a pancake before you even get started. So I like to do a little visual. I'm going to share it with you today where I put fear in the back seat. I drive the car and fear has to sit in the back seat. It can come along because it will. Just saying, it likes to go along for the ride. <laughs> but it sits in the back seat. And if worse comes to worse, I put on a headset. Can't even hear him talking or open the windows, him or her talking. It's just sits in the back and blah, blah, blah. Pay no mind. We still move forward on our journey and fear comes along. So I share that all with you. I use that visual often. I'm just saying. So uh, fear just sort of hangs out there. There's nothing else you can do about it, but take it along for the ride. So there you go. Thank you for coming and joining me here from the CraftCast studio for another week of crafty stuff where you get to listen, learn, and create. And make sure you come over to www.craftcast.com where you can see all the links uh, for all the books I talked about today, uh, Gordon's site, all of that. Um, all available for you for one little click, make it easy. Um, as well as you can um, click there on the contact button. You can send me an email. I always love hearing from you. You can also give me a little jingle on 877-819-1859. That's 877-819-1859 if you'd like to leave a voice uh, voicemail um, or catch me when I'm in the studio and answering that phone. I always love hearing from you. So make sure you come on over and check out all the great online classes and recordings we've got going over at craftcast.com. So many fun things to do, like the resin I just bought. <laughs> so there you go. So until next time, you know what I have to say. Get your butt in the chair and keep crafting. Keep crafting.